space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilization, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Greetings, salutations, and welcome to Retrek. I'm Captain Jim. With me, of course, Sir Admiral Elliot. Hi there. And Dr. Squee. Drone! Classic model. And we are here. Yeah, it needs to be a classic model. It's freezing, isn't it, these days? Aye. Anyway, we are here to talk. heating's on, so I wouldn't know about this. But you are all right, yeah. <laughs> the latest episode funny. of Lower Decks, which is something borrowed, something green. And we've ended up looking at the Naked Now. But we want to give you a little bit of an insight into the creative process. <laughs> yes, there is one. Yeah. The creative process that goes into each episode of Retrek. When it's Lower Decks... We always pick an episode that is linked to the episode we've watched. And usually there's an absolute abundance of choice in Lower Decks with all the Easter eggs, all the references. This episode, not so much. And the one we sort of came up well, with was we're, we're going to have to do Bound from Enterprise, well, which well, is we, the Orion like, Slave Girl one. Well, as, everyone, as a lot of people know, we did a whole series on time travel after... Discovery season two because we had a long time. We did a lot of time travel, so we covered the obvious time arrow previously. That's why that was straight out. And and you think that yeah. was the perfect time to do it because you wouldn't picture there would be two Mark Twain's in. No, one you episode. wouldn't because you know because you know what they always say: never the Twain shall meet. <laughs> hey. nothing, nothing oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> I liked it. I thought that was good. It was. Um, so, yeah, we, we thought we'll have to do Bound yeah. from Enterprise. Fuck yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's more embarrassing than that. And we were convinced. On the rewatch, that's the worst of it. Like, oh. Well, I didn't think of it at all. So you're one step ahead there. Um, so then we decided that Bound was the episode to do. And... Squee sort of had a feeling that we'd done that episode before. I was convinced we hadn't. Oh, oh yes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. May, may I quote eventually it turned out we no. actually had. About well, it's when Jim said, it's like, you I may. think we've covered this. And like, she goes, he goes, oh, why don't we do Bound? I go, oh, I, would, I would have thought for sure we'd cover it again. No, we definitely have. And it's like, okay, I'm, that, I'm not I, questioning I, the man. I, I thought I will, we hadn't. Will, will, so about 10 o'clock last night when I was preparing the thumbnail for this episode, it was like, I've edited these pictures before. <laughs> yeah. What do you, how did so, you word it before we came online earlier? I've removed the background from these girls before. <laughs> and I said, I'm sure you have, you dirty bastard. <laughs> so, yeah, it turned out we had. Turned out it's that memorable that I couldn't remember us talking yeah. about it. As it happens, it was um, <clears throat> just shy of a year ago. Today. It was, yeah. October and... so a week later. <laughs> I think like, it started I, I like twigging. I'm sure I wouldn't. I'm sure I wouldn't have just chosen to watch this episode. It's no. such a random one. I don't remember it particularly favorably. And I think when we rewatched re it, we realized it was worse than we remembered it. So I yeah, that I was the thing. I think that's when I realized is I started getting angry about the same things that I'd got angry about <laughs> <Yeah>. last time. 
and writing down the same jokes to tell. Anyway, so why did we go with the Naked Now again, Elliot? I know you explained it. It's because if you look at when uh, we look at Rutherford and Boiler in the quarters, mm-hmm. uh, one of Rutherford's things he has on his shelf is uh, the toy that uh, Wesley has his repulsor that he's built as his science product right. project. That'll do then. That's his reason because this episode had so few yeah. references compared yeah. to your regular lower decks. I, I actually thought this was a lot. This is. Again, we've said before, it's like, it's not like we like all the episodes, but this is my least favorite this season. I'd agree. Must be so far of Lower Decks, if I'm honest. Like, this one just did not sing for me. It it didn't didn't do a lot for me. uh, Pace that it usually does. I've actually actually enjoyed it a lot more on the second watch. Mm -hmm. I think the B story was very weak. I thought both stories really didn't get enough. Uh, like, I, li- I like the, 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 the uh, B plot was like, as you say, it was basically a setup they weren't getting on, then they resolve it straight away. Yeah. Nothing. And the main story was kind of like, she doesn't even find a sister to write the end, and they meet, are angry, and resolve all in one scene. So it was like, because you didn't lay in the seeds of having the sister in earlier, I felt that was rushed, even though yeah. you spent the whole episode on it. You haven't got to the heart of what it's about until right at the end. So it just, I think it's because with, I think. Half the problem is, like, even though the Orions, like, as a species, as alien species, the Orions are the very first alien that Rodent reintroduced us to in the cage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we're saying, I was going, why don't we, as opposed to this, why don't we cover the Orion Slave Girl up? You know the episode where they constrain the Orion Slave Girls in, in the GOS, and you guys were going, oh, isn't this or Jim, at least, guess was it this episode? I can't remember. I looked, and the (laughs) only in is the cage and the menagerie, which is the cage Uh, with also um, the one that uh, action has was done off. um, Oh, which uh, one on the prison planet? Where they've taken, yeah, whom gods gods destroy. Oh, is they in there because I couldn't find any reference. That's a right, she's a prisoner, yeah. It's actually back, yeah. it's actually the original back it's back yeah. from the Batman series who plays it. Yes, it Why is. Why did we do that one then? Because I suggested that one. That no, no, I, I see I looked up on um on every memory alpha, on everything I could uh, find. It only referenced the cage and the menagerie, and then it went yeah. on to enterprise. It ignored but, uh, Well there's the Cage Menagerie, Journey to Babel, there's an Orion in it, and oh. whom gods destroy. Yeah. Memory not- Alpha, you you fuck me, quite frankly. But, but there's TNG. I don't it's on my have, memory, Alpha. I don't think we have any Orions in uh, TNG. No. I don't, I don't think we have any Orions in DS9. Don't think so. We have two Orion episodes of Enterprise, and we've done one, and you, we chose not to do the other one because you didn't want to do the first episode of a three part for reasons. <laughs> Well, no, just for me, I was. Look, if you'd said to go, go with it, I would have. I just thought one part then separate from the other two parts. It just, it was anyway, we're doing the naked now. Well, I think we've given the people too much of the backstage. <laughs> hey, you know how it works. These That's are- it, exactly. We argue about things until we finally settle on an episode. Yeah, just, we need to just start playing it, getting our white wigs out to uh, do a bit of Mozart. That's it, we should have done. We should have done. We should have all dressed up as Mark Twain and we'd have agreed on which episode would have been fine. I just want to quickly jump in with, like, just because Jim said it was on his memory alpha. 
then I will assume Memory Alpha had it on and I misread it. That That's probably more likely than Memory Alpha fucking up and leaving up two episodes. So, oh, sorry, no, Memory I, Alpha. Because, unfuck yourself. Unfuck yourself. I'm sorry. Because Memory Alpha's open source like Wikipedia, I deleted the references <laughs> and you must have looked at it just before they realised and updated it again. Fuck with me. <laughs> have you ever yeah, done that? Please. Just change something random on Wikipedia just for laugh, see how long it uh-huh. takes and to remove it. One no. of the best ones is the um, the Bugle podcast. Whenever they've got Nish Kumar on, he, he like he's several times made references and a joke, and they've added it to his Wikipedia. Like they've really rewritten his Wikipedia with everything he's jokingly claimed on the show or made any reference to. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty really cool stuff. Like there's um, there's a wrestler called Sami Zayn. And they did this really big storyline the other year where he was trying to join this group called the Bloodline, um, which is made up of various people. But there's two brothers in it called the Usos. And as part of the storyline, they said, oh, shall we call him Sammy Uso? And somebody changed it on Wikipedia to have him as Sammy Uso on the Wikipedia. And that stuck for a while. Um, Anywho, so something borrowed, something green. And we go back to the ongoing storyline, which we didn't have any of last week, but we're we're back to it now. And it's pretty much the same as what we got with the Klingons and the Romulans, but this time it's the uh, Orions. Well, this is a pattern. Have you noticed, though, that they're getting rid of usual suspects? Mm Mm-hmm. And all that. Particularly with this one as well. I thought it was like, right, we've done it as cutaways a couple of times so how do we do it so it's not going to get tired by the third one so that's i think why you had it kind of very quickly at the beginning and it ties into the main um, the alien race the of the week story. yeah I, I thought that was yeah. kind of clever it's like let's not make this get does anybody want to add any new theories on who it might be mm, I... I, I want to expand on my original thing oh go on that it could be um Evil Boimler with Section 31 that have worked out wheel technology that are going around killing their enemies of the Federation. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, that would be good. Oh, and I just want to throw this out to cover our bases. Iconians. (laughs) Yeah, could always be the Iconians. Were the I- which sorry, which ones the Iconians? They were the ones well, who had the gateways, but every time there's a, a new threat in Star Trek, threat, we've always worked out a way that it could be the Iconians. Just give me a second to place and, and we haven't said it, so we have to cover our bases just yep. in case. Iconians. Not- One time it. it will be the Iconians. <laughs> I've got it. Look, I'm sorry, guys, but I figured it out. It's the Red Angel from Discovery. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone will rejoice because that was the best storyline ever. The Red Angel was an all right storyline. No, no, it ended perfectly. You're right. Yeah, it wasn't tiresome at all. It went on too long in the fiddle. But... It was a good storyline. It just didn't land the ending. I just think being his, her mum and it's her mum is it, it also her. Uh, and, and it did give us Captain Pike. It did. Which is that's right. So I have no problem with the Red Angel. No, the Red Angel's okay. Hey, look, you can enjoy the Pike part and still think the Red Angel storyline maybe needed a bit tweaking. In the middle, it got a bit. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Um, so yes, the as you say, the Orions are introduced at the start. They're the ones who I, get destroyed this time. I also which, think. This is the first time we've ever seen this class of ship, an Orion pirate ship. I think it is, yeah. So I was expecting it to look more like the 
TOS Orion's, but it doesn't. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that was there nice. you go. You'll you'll be able to buy the Orion ship, no doubt, before too long. Oh, there was a look um, in the face. And then, yeah, into it. You already bought it, Elliot. You've got to tell us if you have. No, I haven't got a 3D printer. I've been, <laughs> I haven't got room for a 3D printer, but I've been pricing them up. <laughs> <laughs> just there was something yeah. looking in your eyes, just like sheep. I was like, yeah, now they've got to eight. Ready? Now they've got to eight K resolution. It, the <laughs> they, they are getting pretty good. <laughs> well, up to um, now. So. But... Tendy gets to go back to Orion, which is the setup. This is something we've been having for a long time is when are we going to find out the truth about Tendy? And we're going to get it this episode. little underwhelming, in my opinion, yes, but we'll get yes. there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought we were going to go there. Uh, no, I was just expecting a bit more, but... No, that's um, what I think, like, we, we've already basically already covered like it was basically it was what we expected we've already covered yeah. that she's yeah. not wanting to be part of the pirate thing she doesn't want to admit that she's ever been anything to the pirate thing she's and we basically know that family of the pirate thing and she has been trained in it and she's gone back on it and everything played out exactly how we've already been there was yeah. no surprise there was nothing that's another reason why this didn't really hit it was just what we already knew kind of played out yeah yeah i think it was sort of like putting all the little pieces together in one show wasn't it do you remember in Babylon 5 when they had In the Beginning? Not bad. It was a fun little TV movie, but it was exactly <laughs> everything they'd already told us. There was no surprise, yeah. no invention, nothing True. new. The only thing which was really cool about that was the um, voiceover by Lando, which made it kind of cool. He was going, it's like, mm. if, if I could face my last days with an ounce of the dignity the human race did. Oh, it's just wonderful. But nothing <laughs> in the story was new, and this felt like that. just... Again, a nice way though that we're because we've had these the the new threat whatever it is the Iconians and we've seen them three oh, times yeah, now <laughs> but I like the fact that they acknowledge it like the characters become aware of it in this episode as they say oh it'll help smooth things over after the recent ship was destroyed so it's a nice subtle way of telling us that this is not going unnoticed that there's yeah. there's stuff going on. So I like I like that very did, much how it's did, it's subtly bringing of, it into the story. What did you make of the music that they played for the ship? Like the big booming sort of brass section. Mm. I didn't didn't give it a lot of thought, but go yeah, on. I, me of something, I remember not, it reminded me of something else. I don't know. It, uh, it reminded me of something, but I don't know what it reminded me of. You the know when something's part. playing, yeah. thinking, that reminds me of that's. Do you know what it sounded like? I can't remember from what, but it sounded like some um, like there's there's a few generic kind of sound files, which because I've done some editing on audio plays before. Which <coughs> I found out, like, I've now heard a lot of the ones which I used on other podcasts on Big Finish, which do the, yeah. the audios for Dog T. And it sounded a bit like one of those. It sounded like a generic opening thing, which they tweaked to be theirs. That's what it reminded Possibly. me. Possibly. You never know. Cost cut in these days. I mean, it seemed like a lazy episode all around, so why not be lazy with yeah. this? Well, sorry. I'm sorry. But it's like, oh, where were all the quips? Where was all the fast pace? Like, the biggest laugh was Mariner keeping on getting a knife in her chest, which I thought was quite funny. It's like, seriously? Like, exactly in the same spot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. There wasn't any sort of... 
There wasn't any sort of big laughs in this one, and I don't think the drama was good enough to make up for it. So, yeah. uh, There wasn't anything wrong with the episode, but I think think the problem Laura Dex has is it's such a high standard all the time. When you have a normal episode, it stands Mm. out. It's not that it's a bad episode. It's just a normal episode. And it yeah, sounds Lower Decks has set its bar so high. But my eye, I think that's true of all the new Star Trek, though, because it's generally such a high standard apart from Discovery. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, something in my mouth. Yeah. Um, but in all the other ones, uh, sorry, no, 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 I didn't say that. But usually, because it's only ten episodes a series, it's, mm-hmm. it's not. I'm saying, I'm not saying it's easy. But if you've got some really talented writers, you can do 10 episodes without really too much of a dip. There's usually one which is the poor cousin, but that's about, and this is kind of it for this series. Yeah. But I think it's easier to get a good hit rate with 10 episodes than it is with fucking 30 or whatever it was they were on in the early series of <laughs> TNG. Yeah, it, definitely. It was, well, it was 20, 26, 26 for TNG. It was yeah. in the 30s for TOS. Mm. Which is ludicrous. Like, especially, like, you get with the original series, it was kind of like the reason why they called them seasons was literally it would last at least a season of TV. They wouldn't take breaks. They were just churning out TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the time Next Generation, actually, 26 was a high run count for most shows. It was still... yeah. Cool. Um, actually, you still had a lot of shows that were doing the season was half a year. Was it 26 episodes? I thought it was 22, yeah, 24. Uh, yeah, general American TV is 22. That's yeah. kind of the, the yeah, standard. Got, 26 uh, like, was still a lot. Like, they, do, it, they say it's 26 weeks, it'll last over, so you'll get maybe 22, 24 episodes because you'll yes. stop for Christmas and... yeah. Uh, like American Thanksgiving, uh, giving and uh, well, I think uh, I think the reason for the twenty six is actually uh, a bit of a clever economical reason because to sell it into syndication, you used to need a hundred episodes. Yeah. So if you do twenty six, you only need four seasons. Four whereas seasons. if you do twenty two, you need five seasons. Five. And they like even numbers because it was two uh, episodes per D- per VHS. But, well, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If they'd have done twenty five, uh, what like, are you going to do? Put three episodes on the tape. It's really strange because I beg actually numbered the naked. Now, some people might say wrong because I called it episode two. But if you go on Netflix, no, it's episode three because yeah. Because it's up encounter at PowerPoint into two episodes. Yeah, so yeah, sorry, which is bit. part one, part two of one feature length. Yeah. And, and to be honest, you Netflix, what the fuck are you playing at? It should be one episode. Yeah, it should. You, you, why, why can't you do that? Why do you have to be in two episodes? Because it's like, sorry, I'm going to get a little soapbox just very quickly. But the re- thing which really fucks me off is, cheers, you cannot get the last episode anywhere on on DVD or Blu-ray, on uh, streaming or anywhere where the last episode is a feature-length thing in its full entirety. Now it's been into three parts, and yeah. they cut bits out which were in the original thing, and you cannot get the original. And they oh, cut that's you. stupid. There's, yeah, there's chunks which I remember very distinctly, and I love that episode. Like, there's the... One of my favourite sort of hours of TV because it really is the perfect finale in the same way the first episode, Cheese, was the perfect uh, introduction. Mm-hmm. It just fucks me off. But anyway, sorry, that's a side note. But um, yeah, yeah. So why I don't get why on streaming they have to divide it down. Why not? Yeah, yeah I don't get that. I mean, it, it'll probably be because 
the network will sell it to them in the same form they sell it to the TV stations, which they I'm, do I'm split quite, all the two I, parts I'm up quite, because they. I'm quite sure when I first watched Encounter at Farpoint. It was shown as a two-parter, so I watched Encounter with PowerPoint. It was. And the next week, I watched... But the, again, it'll have been... When it, was, when it was first broadcast, it was broadcast as a two-hour thing. Yeah. Uh, so 90 minutes, two hours with commercials. Uh, but BBC then it was split so for... <laughs> yeah, BBC Two did it properly. Uh, but then, yeah, it was um, broken down for syndication so i imagine what the streamers buy is the syndication package yeah. anyway we, we yeah th this shows there's not a lot to talk about in the episode <laughs> but um yeah like you say we go through the motions they go to the planet there's a few they have to go talk to one person talk to another person You're all shocked how everyone's falling <laughs> all over tandy and yeah and the the upshot of it all Again, it's stuff, like you say, that we, we already knew. She's basically a pirate queen, but she didn't want to do that. She thought her sister would be better. And that's it, really. There was, there was one nice bit. There was one Go nice on. Again, along the lines of Mariner with the uh, knife and the thing. It was just a little one-liner from the Vulcan. So it's like, um, uh, it was Mariner going, it's like, oh, it's so cool. I want to see this, that, and the other. And, um, and the Vulcan just goes, I concur. <laughs> like it's just—it was the most. Yeah, I'm liking it. it, it way like, thinks it, it was cool, but she did it's it like in a, It's like a, when the in the right when the in the right slave pit, and there's the mm. folks in the, and uh, Mariner's going, "Oh, look at that people can The Vulcan goes, "Yes, he is aesthetically pleasing." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He, oh, it was just—it was, it was a beautiful bit of Vulcan. <laughs> Again, I'm not going to mention the other thing to... I don't want to drag something down to build something up, but I think in this, their version of Vulcans is totally in keeping with the original uh, way it was done. The bit I did, did enjoy was the drinking game that they play where if you drink it fast enough, you get a force field that protects yeah. you from the stinging thing. And but if, if you don't, you get a little strap that holds your hand in place. So if our friends at Destination Trek are listening, can we we get a few of them tables for next year in the bar and we'll all go play crazy Orion drinking Ooh. game. We, we do that. And you've got the Rikers beard guy to make the cocktails, which we've got to drink. Like bring them in. There we go. We'll so home. yes, yeah. come on. We're, we're onto something here. Um, so you know where we are. Um, and then the B plot is, as we said, they fall out, the dresses Mark Twain, they get on, which leads them to think that this will work to resolve the situation with the captain. Uh, but it doesn't. It's a great episode in its own. Like, I mean, <laughs> whenever you've got Rutherford and Boiler palling around, like arguing, like arguing, but it's in stupid the consequences of their. Yeah, stupid yeah. things. You know, they're mates at the end, you, you know, they're always going to be. And it's like, it's just a dumb argument. Like it's like they're so polite they don't even argue properly. Yeah, that's that's just yeah. gold between those two. And to that not was, really that... tell that really 
It was like like what I did like was when they were arguing as Mark Twain, how they both yeah. stayed in character to argue. I know they made yeah. up at the, by the end of it, but they were both in character with it. Well, they made up in character. It's like, I put it to you, sir, that you will worry on the odd days, and sir, I will yeah. give you the evens. It was, it was just, almost <laughs> like, if you remember the, the Mary Whitehouse experience with the History Today guys, where they'd, you know, well, you see, uh, I mean, I, I won't repeat some of the ones they said because, you know, you see um, uh, some spit which words. someone's done on the yeah. on the pavement. Yes, is this spit congealed? Maybe has someone put out a cigarette on it? Maybe there's some fluid you can't quite identify. I have observed such a phenomenon. Well, that's your swimming pool, that is. That's I your luxury that was, swimming pool while you're away on holiday. I thought that, I thought that was Newman and Bedell. Really. It yeah, was, but they, but they did it in Mary Whitehouse yeah. experience. For, they didn't do it yeah. in Mary Whitehouse. I shouldn't say that. I have to no, they did it in the Mary Whitehouse experience, and then they, they did some more in the their own thing. Yeah, anyone who's not seen History Today, have a look for it on YouTube. It was absolutely brilliant. That's more or less um, a quote of one of them, which is, I yeah. would say. The uh, uh, this is just talking about history today, but there's a brilliant one where he reads out from the book, and he, he's reading this description like it was a pitiful man. He writhed with phlegm on his face and pustules exploding. And he reads this big long quote, and then the other one goes, um, "Pray, who was this sad unfortunate?" And he just takes ages to turn the page over on the book. He just goes. Like, That's you, that is. <laughs> Can I just do one more? So, so like, yeah, if, you, if you've was, not seen... It was from the live show of Newman and Badil. Uh, it was the History Today tour. By this stage, they were yeah. talking. They do all their other stand-up completely separately, but they do... Yeah, I remember that one. And they uh, talk about the original like idea from it, which was from one of their brothers. I think it was Rob Newman's brother. And they go, it's like, and we're just going to do the original sketch, which we like, which he wrote, which we then made this whole thing out. Of. <laughs> it goes like, um, and uh, thusly, you'll see the difference between the Ottoman empire and the uh, Ming dynasty and this, that, and the other. And it goes into this little speech and goes, I'm sorry. I just came in my pants. <laughs> and, from that, they had evolved this whole thing and then taking the piss out of each other. And this one, it was just like, I can't yeah. remember. That was it. It was great. Yeah, so do yourselves a favour. Check out History Today. Most uh, let's move on to the name. Ever. It is. It's is fantastic. We have I... like, we could have actually done another episode. We could have done a... Allegiance. Allegiance. But we did that That's... in the road to I... Picard. Yeah. Did we? <laughs> we did, yeah. We decided that was a good Picard leadership episode. Right. We've done a lot of uh, episodes. So. We have. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the Naked Time, then. Naked Now. Uh, naked Now, sorry. This the is episode... TNG recovering. Yeah, episode two of TNG, and we've already or, run or out. Or maybe three. <laughs> or maybe three, but we've already run out of ideas because we're remaking a TOS episode straight <laughs> out of the gate. Now... And I've got I, to say, I have a different opinion of this. Go on. That way you're going, we've already run out of ideas. Okay, after you. I, well. I, I thought this was a really nice acknowledgement that this mm -hmm. in the same universe, that, yeah, we're a new show, we're set in the future, 
But admit very early on, they are referencing TOS. Yes, this is a new show, but we exist in the same universe. Yeah, true. This is all part of the same continuity. So I thought that I thought for uh, I think for a very young early show to do that. I, I I like it. I don't know if I've always. I don't think I've always felt like that. But on watching it here, I would, this time I'm thinking, yeah, I can see why you do this so early. Yeah, it's not a tie it all together. That yes, we are all part. Of the same I don't thing. mind that, um, and I don't mind the episode. To be honest, I mean it's not a classic, but it's you know, not, it's one of the I I like this episode, and I honestly think it's one of the stronger episodes in season one. Because, just, like, when when these were first released on VHS, I tried to start collecting them. Mm-hmm. And I got to just about the end of season one before I cancelled, couldn't afford to keep it going. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those that I watch more than others. I, I would just like to put in my case for this episode. Now, you two, uh, well, Jim will at least know, you may have caught this in in, in the uh, group chat we've got for a little outing we're doing this weekend coming up, uh, going up to Sheffield, us and some friends. And uh, while I was unpacking some boxes, I was unpacking these sci-fi mags. Mm. Now, they have moved house from me from, like, every uh, house I've lived in, they've just moved. And I thought, oh, shit, they're in, a, like, a an old cardboard box. If I put them in a plastic box, they'll keep them better or, or like, a whatever I pack them into. So I moved them over. And I suddenly realized in the heart of these magazines was a couple of porno mags. There was three porno mags. Now, I am getting somewhere with this, guys. It's not just like a random thing as much as it may seem. Three porno mags, all which had Joe Guest featured very heavily in it. I don't know what young Squee liked about Joe Guest. Well, I do, but it seemed to be a bit of an obsession, quite frankly. Um, and the funny thing is, I think this episode may have been also quite instrumental in young Squee uh, and his, um, shall we say, coming of age was watching both Tashi Yard getting fully functional with data and also just crush it, just unzipping the top a little bit so you can see nothing was enough for me back then. So I would just like to thank this episode and those three Paul Megs. And I know I'm sure I owned more at the time, but the three which to, seem to have traveled with me. To be fair, to to me, I would like to thank them for keeping Young Squee entertained, shall we say. In 1987, TV was a very different thing than what it is oh, now. Yeah, and yes, Yard so. was very risky how she was dressed in this This was going in the time. bank. This episode was going in the bank for a lot of young men. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's, I mean, I mean, some of it, just so, some of the acting later on, but we'll, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we'll get that. <laughs> um, the card. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, I don't even know where to start with that. Well, um, that was very much, yeah, yeah so the extras won it. And all the clues dropped off. Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> now we know where they got, where they got it from. <laughs> yeah. So they're going over to the Siakovsky, which is an Earth class ship. So that's nice to see that ship still in service from Search for Spock. First time we saw that yeah, one. And it's obviously a reused model. Uh, which point. again, like Elliot says, this. T- yeah, this ties it into the the previous continuity scene stuff that we know and is but, familiar. So, you know, I do like that. Well, you get that a lot in TNG because what we've got to bear in mind in TNG days, everything, 
every ship is a physical model. It has to be built, and these models for TV cost 10, 20, 30,000 dollars mm. at a time. And TV budgets weren't like what you have nowadays. So if you built a model of a ship, like what they will have done for the birth for uh, Search for Spock, that model is in storage somewhere. So all, oh, yeah. them, all them models that were built for the TOS movies get a lot of rollouts. Your birth was a long-serving ship. Jake Celsius class is a long-serving class of ship. Mind you, the one thing which I always bring up is like what I love about the original series was they sold the rights to make the models to um, EMT. EMT. They sold the rights. So they were exactly the same model they were using. So if that one broke, they could pop down the model shop, grab one, make it up, and it was ready to use. Well, that was if they uh, had not got greedy with models by the time of the next generation, they could have done the same thing. They could have popped their model shop. We would have had exact replicas, and they would have been able to do it for they, cheaper. Yeah, yeah, only for the long shots, though. We, it wasn't the... the uh, I'm just saying. The, the deal with AMT... <laughs> It's why we got a sh- got shuttlecraft. Why we got the mm. LA shuttlecraft yes, actually in the show did, yeah. because they, they had to they had a deal for another ship, and it was actually AMT who built the model for the show, and it's a it's a three quarter size model. Yeah, but can you imagine going to the local model shop buying a that, little model of the it's actually been, it's actually looking restored. But I'm just saying, can you imagine buying one of those and it looking like screen accurate like to no, that degree no now, you 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 pay so much money for a screen accurate now back then that was just standard yeah but it's an awful model kit it falls apart that's why um, yeah. is, um... I, I make a general point i didn't mean that specific one <laughs> jesus Elliot. <laughs> so that's why, that's why they got used for uh, destroyed ships <laughs> so the first sort of sign of the drunken virus is when Jordy starts getting really algae about it being hot, where he's like, maybe it's going to be too hot in here. <laughs> yeah, maybe just... you turn the temperature up, Doctor. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's not good. It's funny, but... And that's oh, another point about this, is, like, it's the second, third episode, but we're doing a everyone acts out of character episode which is very early to do when we don't really know the characters, know the characters. yes because yeah. i actually end up watching um uh, uh skin of evil as well as this one just randomly i just had a pair at my bum after watching this one it was something about the fully functional i remember like she references that and it's just it's mm. so batshit because they're all having to act like you know all tasha's speech if you hear any of her stuff that she says about any of the crew is so root one you're a counselor so you've got heart you're the captain so you're brave you're the uh first officer you're right so you're funny like it's all the just basic character traits because they've got nothing to call back to because it's the first series and they're having to do a funeral and it's the same thing as you say as you say here it's like they're into our character but they have to act so preposterous because they're just learning what their character is it's just insane yeah they they don't know they haven't developed they haven't developed the characters. They've done the pilot. Yeah. Because this is my so point about yeah, Discovery we... when they go first go to the Mirror Universe. I really enjoy those episodes, but it's kind of batshit because you're still learning who the characters are, and immediately they're going to a, uh, another universe so you can have a Mirror version. Yeah, but they have been... Let's be fair to Discovery. They have been consistent. 
We're coming up to season five and we still need to learn who some of the characters are. You're right, you're right. They, they kept that up all the way through. They were like, look, fuck it, we'll do a Mirror Universe version. You probably know the Mirror versions better than you know the original crew. I think you, you're on to something to an extent about like how over the top they have to be. So it's like we can't just do, oh, Geordie's acting out of character because we don't know who Geordie is. So it's like... Yeah, you have to re- look. The only reason really- we know they're out of character. Yeah, you have to really have it up here. Like, like yeah. you get it. Like, you know, when your kids are all like, and you're pretending to be drunk, and you do all the staggering and stuff, and you're all yeah. over the place, and they all doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Data says, you know, I'm going to, Riker's got this thing about, have, have a look for someone having a shower with their clothes on. And Data goes, oh, it'll take three hours. Like, what's he using dial-up? Yeah, because he has to delete all the programming, just, which Riker previously installed, to look for people sharing naked. So he has to, he has to like, get rid of all that uh, before he can start the new search. Yeah, so, like, I've seen it quite possibly, somewhere, yeah. somewhere happening once. Right, so our, our criteria we're searching on is a log of someone taking a shower fully clothed. How often do people take showers fully clothed in Starfleet? That's a three-hour-long search. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I, I, I think no, it's just it's it's a, to delete the history it from searches like it is that thing, You've also got that thing that this is the 1980s. And three hours of speed for something searching actually sounded massively fast. Oh, good, yeah. It's because, like, like, yeah, to down, that to was download, what occurred to me, yeah. To download a photo at that time, you'd do it overnight. Well, the classic example <laughs> it, it, is whenever they need... It'd job, so... The classic example is like, oh, I'm looking at this report on this tablet. Look at the next report. Oh, I'd better grab another tablet. And they've got like yeah. 10 tablets around them for the different reports, books yeah. or whatever they're reading. Because I could imagine you'd fit all that in one. That would just be yeah. insane. Yeah. No, it's but it fun. Is, it, it is so. It's because it's, it's of the period of time, isn't it? 1987, we were still on very, very slow dial-up speeds. It would take you an entire day to download one photograph. So... True. Like, yeah, I remember, no, I get, I, I get why. To modernise, it looks I, silly. I remember in the nineties, music being downloaded and it being an overnight job to download a single. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So three hours searches. Elliot, don't say the nineties like that. It's as far back as you go. You can remember ten the record over, so you can hear the rest of the album. Two, right? I do. So oh, do I, I don't know why I'm trying to stitch you up. I remember that very clearly. And side three of ELO's Mr. Blue Sky even uh, tells you to do that at the end. It does. <laughs> so um, Picard uses a word here that I have never heard ever in any other context. He, he says, oh, I think she's got a snootful. And <laughs> I've heard just like, yeah. people, All right, I'm, whatever. I'm a southerner. It happens more down this Yeah, way. but Picard's so, are not. Like Patrick Stewart's yeah. from other yeah, but, but you know, the writers have been over here. One so you've actually is, heard that word. A snootful. You can have a snootful. Yeah. yeah. All uh, right. There we go. I then. think basically, they, the, one of the writers has visited over here. They've heard the term going, oh, I'm using that for Picard then, even though he's French. I think that's yeah. it. I think it's as, as root one as that. Well, I've never heard it before or since until now. So 
Yeah, because Snoot is no, so I have, there we go. I have, I have Robert. Um, Wesley then. Like, Wesley gets a lot of stick for this episode because it's one of the ones where Wesley saves the day even though he's the one who endangers them. But I know at this point well, some no, of them may have uh, been... No, uh, 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 uh. Wesley doesn't endanger them. It's an adult who does it. You're right, sorry. <laughs> and that adult is quite neglectful even before he gets the virus because... Wesley goes down and the guy goes, oh, I can't go to the the doctor because it'll leave engineering unattended. And Wesley goes, oh, how about I take over? All right. Yeah, uh, no problem. Okay. This guy is just a twat. Like, and it's like when he turns into um, – he's the only one who seems to turn into a baby because he's on the floor throwing the chips out there. <laughs> yeah. Wait, who, who said they turn into babies now? When is that? Like, it's so inconsistent yeah, it's... what this virus does to people. Like, it makes you drunk, it makes you horny, or it makes you three or two, like, whatever, like, baby. I suppose yeah, it I, makes I, you... I think what they're trying to show is that uh, people react very differently when they're drunk, different people. I did notice that they had no one going around kicking everyone's head in and being a yob and spray painting the place, uh, but that must be only what happened in UK. I was thought you didn't say in the north. No, maybe it's because there is no football matches on to go yeah. with it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, when uh, Portsmouth were maybe so. Yeah. Um, Give me to a different league to Southampton. Oh. Let's just say it was a big relief. Fucking I, every derby day, you would get the town trashed. I no went. What the result? I went to college with a lads. God, you go. When was I at college? Eighty six, eighty seven. <laughs> so. And he used to pack it lead service crew and he used to come in on the after weekend bragging about what a great fight and what they'd smashed up where they'd been to visit. And what? it's like you went to a football match and he'd not meant he would never ever mention the football. It was all about <laughs> fighting and vandalism. There was someone who once again went to school, yeah. like probably about the same vintage when I was in, uh, well, yeah, anyway, when I was in secondary school. And um, this guy came in once and he goes like, oh, God, I got absolutely pissed off on the weekend and no twat wanted to fight. He may have used stronger language, but, like, I was thinking, good? I mean, that, that sounds quite nice, actually. No one wanted to fight? Great. Yay. I think he did not mean it in a positive way, though. But I, don't, I never got it. I never got it. This this lad though, it was really nice bloke to know. It'd be friendly mm. to everyone. Hardly swore around college, got on with everyone. But on the weekend, you went to football and turned into an absolutely raving lunatic and spent his Monday bragging about it. What a great time he'd had. And then he'd be back to normal. <laughs> And he said, I nearly blew up a starship. <laughs> so, a good line in the episode, and I think that some of the humour, as we've discussed, doesn't land, but I like the bit where Data's going to say his limerick, which we got the call back to in the finale of Picard. Um, and he can't understand why they don't want to hear the end of it. But then Worf says, like, I don't and understand their humour either. And I thought that... That was a really good wharf line. Like um, what I did like, like this was strange that they never brought Quarf out of character. Well, he was just meant to mm. be probably because when they first wrote it, he was meant to be a background character. He was just meant to be there, and yeah. it was the fact that 
it was actually, I mean, probably, I think it's it's 50-50. The fact that he had made, uh, he was so striking in his performance as well as in his look and everything. Having Kling on the bridge, the fact they thought that was going to sort of blend in the background. I don't know how they thought that was going to work, but apparently that was the idea to begin with. He was meant to be an extra, but he was always, mm. of course, but... I think it was like one liners like this little funny yeah. joke where they go, "Oh, this guy's got more." And then it was it was lucky for him and a happy coincidence for where he was going that Tasha slash uh, Denise Crosby did choose to leave because it made room for this character who was already going to have to be made something. You know, even yeah. if Tasha had chosen to stay, he would have had to get a promotion to something else. Yeah, there was no way that wasn't going to happen either way. It's that thing you put a Klingon on your bridge, wouldn't it? Klingons yeah. have always been the enemies. How are you keeping him as a background character? You're yeah. going to have to talk about this at some point. Do you know what? We're going to have a Klingon on the bridge. I think we'll make him second in something. Second in security? Yeah, that would that would make sense. It's like, what? Well, no, they made him ops or whatever. Or yeah, he didn't really. It was fairly ill-defined, his role, for the first. Yeah. Oh, I thought it's, really well, it's, it's like the chief engineer, like... I don't think we have a, a set chief engineer for the first We didn't. Because in this one, it's McDougal. Oh, and do you know the guy who played McDougal? <coughs> Apparently, he started. She. Like, she. Oh, it must be someone else. That <laughs> you're, you're thinking of the deputy chief engineer. Okay. Huxley or something. There was one guy who apparently uh, featured in a couple of episodes and he decided he was the shit. Like, I think he did at some point, he was chief engineer before you got Geordie in there, somewhere in the mix. And he oh, that, was, uh, that was uh, a Freedom. Probably, but he started mm. letting writing campaign because he'd been put in an episode and they fired him immediately for being a prick, basically, because no one was remembering. He just got, like, the three people who liked him on the screen to write in letters, and they're going, oh, fuck off. <laughs> he just got yeah. fired on the spot. Yeah. McDougal <laughs> does have a good line, though, where she's talking to the, the man-child, and she talks to him like he's a baby, where she goes, these are control chips. <laughs> yeah, just Jesus Christ. I mean... The, the the ability it, to go that large must have been it, so much fun for them, though. It, it, it's it's yeah. interesting, though, to watch it, because... And it is, it's that... It's the second episode. They've not developed the characters that they're going to be playing, as it turns out, for... What, 87, and it's just finished this year, so I don't know what that is. 20... Yeah. 40, 40 years they played the same characters and they developed them really well and they, and they, and they played them really well now but at this point they don't know where the characters are yeah and they've got to play different versions of them and it's you like, do and, and it's quite interesting yeah and you've got like ones. weird yeah like for example in this episode um, Troy calls Riker Bill which I think she only does one other time in the whole run yeah. of the show. Yeah, that was I think it's that's just that's so not... weird to hear. Yeah, it. I think that's because of the pilot where they'd established that there used to be a couple previously, and, the, and mm. in the pilot they had a psychic link that never comes up ever again, apart from oh, towards the end yeah. of Picard. <laughs> it's sort of it's it's present. It's like suggested, like but they don't. Yeah, yeah I'd say that's but, pretty. Consistent. And I yeah. think this is where they, they were trying to make that she tells him something different than everyone else's because they've got that relationship. 
Yeah, no, I'm I, glad I, they decided on Will instead yeah. of Bill. It, it suits him better. It does suit him better. And can we, as always, I feel like we need to give a shout out to uh, Marina Sertz's ever changing voice, not by her fault. Yeah. I know she was told to do it, but it was like, uh, <laughs> Hello, I am Diana Troy in these episodes. It's like, What the? And fuck? also, you don't even know what that, still to this day, no one can identify what the accent is. And each episode in those earlier shows, she seems to be doing a different accent for years, years. It takes like series six or season six before she's kind of settles into doing more a version of her own accent even then though it's sort of still weirdly posh i think she goes and also diana's season one hair is a very strange choice i mean i think it was to kind of give her this alien sort of thing and you know marina certis is never going to look awful on screen no matter what you do with her but they didn't have to give it a good go with that hairdo you know (laughs) And what I'd like to do with her would involve me giving a good go. Hey! Unless we oh. oh, it was right there. You, you put it all hmm. out there. It's not me. So, Picard and Beverly then, so as you mentioned, Squee, his laugh there where he goes, huh, 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 huh. Sounds like he's oh, like a like a stuck record or something. It's just, it's an unnatural noise that he makes. To the point that he does. They- there's a podcast called uh, Hollywood Babylon with Ralph Garvin and Kevin Smith, and they've got a, a, a feature called Shit That Shouldn't Be. And it's just random stuff, either mistakes in film or really... Oh, no, no, it's exquis- exquisite acting is another thing they do. And it was this was under exquisite <laughs> acting because they play really top-flight actors doing um, weird or shit performances. So, like, Nicolas Cage pops up quite a lot, as you might uh, expect. Yeah, of course. Uh, and, yeah, they got this one of, like, they go, here's Patrick Stewart from Early Next Generation. And I knew as soon as they said that, which was going to be, it's like, huh, 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 and they replay every time. They go, what the fuck is that noise? I don't know what that is. That's great. Yeah. It, and then his voice goes, and he goes, like, not now. Oh, doctor. And it, what? Like, if Sal Patrick Stewart gets when he's horny, like, I I feel bad for his partners, I mean, you know, it's just... I'll only give you this. When I was a teenage boy watching this episode, and as I say, quite pleased with the episode between uh, what all the ladies are doing in it, between the zipping and the uh, fully functional ship. Like, yeah, I mean, it didn't take much, is all I'm saying. Like, I probably was there going... <laughs> I mean, my voice was breaking at the time, so I've got mm. a slight excuse, but, you know. Like... I was wondering how many blokes did Tasha actually get off with? Well, I well, we know because we see a snogged random crew man in yeah. the corridor. She's with another bloke when Picard tries to call her. That might be the same bloke. We don't know. Okay, okay, we'll give her the benefit. And then we have data, and he's the thing with data. And I think this is um. Very early on, they didn't know what to do with Data because Data mm. gets infected. Yeah. And Data shouldn't get infected in, in the same way, in any in any way, because it doesn't operate in the same way. And it definitely doesn't have water molecules controlling his positronic <laughs> brain. <laughs> I mean, but it's I... almost like they, ha- they haven't decided, like, is a humanoid android really si- great? Yeah. And it was almost like they didn't know where to do go with it and what to do. And can we just throw out there, like, for one... I mean, I'm sure when they write this, this will be funny. It's a little bit throwaway thing. They have that awkward moment at the end. Done. That would be great. 
the amount of mileage which in the future we get out of fully functional like not only is there t-shirts made of it but just in the show you've got um you've got <coughs> death it comes up you've got later when he's asked about him in measure and Me- uh, in measure and man you've yeah. got like uh the end of i think in picard they mention it you've got like uh they have the the uh they bring out the um little model of her oh, from oh, the do, yeah and there's loads in between like um uh first contact the ball queen i am fully functional yeah, so and it, how it I posted the episode yeah. to the High Council of Geeks tonight. Join yeah. us live when we'll be fully functional. <laughs> I'm, yeah, well, I meant in show, but also, yeah, Elliot, you know, that's fair. <laughs> but I'm just saying, but it is, it's become, it's become it's pop culture. Good. Yeah, it it's is. It, yeah. Pop culture is, it's sort of up there with uh, there are four lights, you know, it yeah, really yeah. except for there is a hard data cock like and i saw really- someone at destination trek who had a t-shirt saying i am programmed in multiple techniques multiple techniques yeah yeah and apparently you're not allowed to ask which which i found to my slap face <laughs> chagrin <laughs> no i didn't i didn't i honestly didn't i'm good no nor did you find out which ones no well i certainly much to your chagrin yeah much my to my <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways. So Wesley, Wesley has that line where he says, "I feel strange, but kind of good," which apparently people often throw back at Will Wheaton as one of the the worst Wesley moments. To be fair, I don't, I don't think it's that bad. Um, and, but yeah, you know, Wesley. I have to say, in the bedroom when yeah, he was younger, like, that was. Yeah. Cool. I think this is like the start of where Wesley got his. People said to get annoyed with him. That, yeah. That is, it was the, he solved the problems. Yeah, it is weird that the chief engineer can't work out how to reverse the yeah, it's like tractor how to, beam, how but Wesley reverse, can. How to reverse tractor beam. And she's not infected. And she goes, it'll take days to work out the schematics. Yeah. And I think, and I, I honestly think a lot of this is to do with what computers could do in people's homes at the time. Compared yeah, maybe. And now you probably go, you go, can you reverse this? The best button, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty much what Wesley does. Well, Wesley goes, can't you see it in your head? The surface? Yeah. And, and that does... I, I can actually appreciate that because i do electronics as you know with my ships and i design yeah. it all in my head yeah i mean there's all, no, already there's very little written down for my mm. electronics all they really had to get wesley to do was going hey alexa <laughs> and get him to yeah, but, but that's and how it, technology is altered we have like almost them computers like what they're asking michelle to do all the time yeah true by the way, also just to throw, hey Siri, I just want to wind up anyone. Yeah, just to get as many people annoyed as we can. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm a big child. Cortana. Um, Don't say so, yeah. I've got that one. So, yeah, I mean, the thing with the Wesley stuff is that it undermines the competency of the adult characters. It yeah. doesn't. It does serve to make Wesley look clever, but it's at the expense of other characters, other which characters is around him. which is bad writing. Um, so I, I get why some people throw a bit of stick at him, but none of it's Will Wheaton's fault. Will Wheaton's awesome, and you know, as 
anyone who's seen him, any of his recent stuff that he does, he, he, he takes a lot of it in very good humour these days. But the fact is he was underserved by the writers, and it's a shame. Can uh, I well, throw it? Was, I think it was that said that to get the child audience, wasn't it? Yeah. I would say that's why it worked really well in Picard, uh, having him basically being Will Wheaton as Wesley Crusher in the cameo. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it showed that so Will Wheaton had to do the same journey that basically, I know they're, they're saying Wesley went off to be with the Travelers and he's mm-hmm. experienced all this stuff, but essentially that's a bit of a metaphor for what uh, Will Wheaton had to go through, being this child actor, being remembered as Wesley Crusher, being remembered as the annoying one. He had to grow into this kind of intelligent, mm-hmm. self-aware guy who could poke fun at himself, poke fun at, like he even said about um, during one of the Star Trek days, like, I remember seeing the show and it's like they had, like the in uh, Deep Space Nine, I think he goes, oh, they've got a kid there. Oh, fuck that. I'm not going to watch that then. That's competition. And he goes, I was such an idiot because I watched it and I loved it. And I feel like it just was a great metaphor for his journey, which paralleled Wesley's yeah. own of having to grow into a man, having to put behind him what had happened when he was a kid. Oh, that was nice. And this, yeah. this kind of lays down the track for it in a very weird way, having him being such a really awkward kid in this. Absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, the it all gets wrapped up. The cure it. Data does this cool thing with the isolinear chips and... We're off to next week's adventure. I think I enjoyed this one a lot I, more when I was a kid. Um, I, I but it's, like it's not as bad as its reputation perhaps suggests. I I, I didn't think this episode had a bad reputation. As no, I, say, it I, I quite enjoyed this episode. I, I, I mean, to me, and maybe just how I see it, but I think this is how it's remembered. I think it's... So, so bad it's good it is cheesy there are so many problems in it, but it's kind of a fun watch for how silly it is so it's I still enjoyable it, as i say i only had the first season of tng on on video that i bought and i think at the time it came out when going back this was one of the stronger episodes which is probably why i got that where yeah i agree with you i mean there's episodes that are unwatchable in the first season like no, um well, of course I have, but um, several times. But um, metaphorically, I'm watching like, right. Like Ho- Code of Honor, Home Soil, Angel One. You know, this this is nowhere near that level of of bad. You know I, I know, I know. Uh, I don't have to. I am gonna go right back to the beginning of the show now. And your pitch for tonight was just to actually do Angel One as another... Yeah, it uh, was. Matriarchal matriarchal Society. Society. Let let me put out this. You get your episodes like this and like Move Along Home in the early series of uh, DS9, the first series, where it's like, like I say, it's so bad, it's good. They're enjoyable episodes. There's something fun, something nostalgic about it. I yeah. always enjoy watching this episode. I do. Yeah. It's, just, it's a fun rewatch because it's so yeah. silly. And then there's other ones like Code of Honor or uh, um, uh, Beverly Fox what? Candle, Sub Rosa, like, which are just fucking unwatchable. The only reason why they're ever entertaining is if I know we're going to talk about them and rip them apart, I'm going, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying... Watch one of these things because I know I'm going to get to live the pain out with you guys. I'm going to, I'm going to get have to have the conversations I never got because you know when you're a kid, you were so thankful to have any episode of Star Trek. You celebrate like you talk the shit out of it like it was the best thing ever, and then you realize how shit they are, like some of them are. Matt, and getting to talk to them, 
to you guys about them and, and what doesn't work is just, just so much fun. My favourite thing about Sub Rosa is our mate Neil. And he paid for his photo with uh, Gates McFadden. And he went with the sheet over his head and the, and the eyes so he was a ghost. Oh. And he did, and he got to do pose room, so they were like tap dancing. I just thought that was the perfect photo ever. Do you know what? I was hoping you'd come dressed as the uh, <laughs> candle guy from Beauty and the Beast. That would no. be funny. Like, oh, he that was like, yeah. it was like he went her. with a, gut, a sheet over his head. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. get that outfit and somehow get a photo with Gates McFan dressed as the well. Uh, what's what's it called? Candelabra. Um, so we'll finish up then. I'll tell you which episode I didn't suggest that I could have done that I've saved you from. The only other major reference to Mark Twain in Star Trek, other than Time's Arrow, is Janeway gifts a book of it to the holodeck fancy man that she makes in Fairhaven. Well, there's a reason why we're not doing Fairhaven yet. Yes, there is a very good reason. A special there's three a... part presentation of those <coughs> two episodes. No, there's a very, very special reason why we are not doing Fairhaven on one of these shows. Oh, like, the same like for this. Birthday. Because we're not, we are going to do it from a pub together, pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's the only way you can deal with Fairhaven. <laughs> so we'll look so, forward to that one. Uh, that I may have may know when we can do that. Ooh. Can we do it? So it we depends on how new Trek new Trek is is scheduling. We will be streaming live, drinking heavily, talking about Fairhaven. No, no, no. What, what I'm together. saying together. We need to drink as we watch it. So I think we yeah, need a drinking together, game in a pub. Yeah, a drinking game, though, I'm saying. So, like, every time they drink on screen, Ooh. every time they mention the word fair, fair hair, <coughs> every time Janeway does something morally dodgy in the episode, you know, kind of rules like this. <laughs> yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun when we get round to it. But we'll wrap up there then, so... Next week, we'll be back to talk about the next Lower Decks and whatever that leads us to. Yeah, some... uh, hopefully, it'll be we'll a little bit easier to find an episode to talk about next week. We'll definitely go down um, and grab it all. <laughs> hopefully, it's just a better episode. We will. I'm sorry, but um, this was okay. This was okay. It's... I did like fine. at the end. Um, yeah. In the meantime, you can get hold of us... Sorry, I missed what you said there earlier. I did like at the end how the Vulcan went and threw a a report away that it's without consent. You don't want people knowing what you really like. I'm not going to tell anybody. I really like that part at the end of Lower Decks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think both these episodes were fine. But um, anyway, so you can get hold of us at RetrekPod. You can email us, RetrekPod at gmail.com. You can check out Elliot's Retrek Model Studios on YouTube. And Dr. Squee, what have we got coming up on the Dr. Squee show? Um, And King's Toy Box. Uh, Oh, King's Toy Box. Actually, I'll give it a plug because we have... 
Genius Toy Box, I've been looking at the new D&D Adventure part work, and I got issues two and three delivered today. So we've got a first impressions video up there, and I, I definitely did not break one of the models that came with issue three. Awesome. Uh, so on uh, the Dr. Squee show, 7 to 8, sw20radio.co.uk, drsquee.com. Um, yeah, this week again, uh, we've done a couple of weeks of just uh, playing some tunes, me chatting to the audience. I'm going to do that again next week because us three are going away, as I say, to meet up some, with some friends this weekend, so I'm not going to get any time to record an interview. And to be honest, it's been a nice little break to do yep. something different. Looking forward to doing the interviews again, but please do come and hang out. Send me some messages. Let me know what tunes you want to hear. I've been doing sort of like a different artist every week. So if there's an artist you'd like me to cover, let me know. Um, it's, it is it is actually a really nice live hang, which I've been enjoying. So it's something a bit different. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So thanks for trekking with us this time, and we'll see you next time on the retrack. Thank you. Goodbye. LLAP, drag off. Functional. Fully functional. <laughs>